It is Locked on Jazz for the 15th of September. Danny Ainge sits down with Bowler. Change had to happen. He's enthusiastic about the season. We'll hear out of Ainge himself what he has to say. Plus, Danny on Colin Sexton, Abaji, and Markkinen. Donovan Mitchell is introduced in Cleveland as one interesting comment about the Jazz. And Colin Sexton and Abaji talk about Will Hardy. It's a dynamite show. All coming your direction today on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen every single day. Please give us a thumbs up or five stars in the comment section on the podcast app you listen to or give me a little hashtag your team every day over in the comment section on YouTube. Glad to have you involved. Um, our question of the day, are you as enthusiastic as Danny Ainge is about the new Utah Jazz? That poll question is up on our YouTube. Uh, hear what you have to say. Ainge, fired up. You can tell in the Bowler conversation. He chatted with Craig Bowler Jack. It's available on YouTube at Utah Jazz. So is Justin Zanuck with J.P. Chunga. We'll try to get to that uh, later in the week. There's a lot of content coming out this week. Plus, Donovan Mitchell was introduced in Cleveland. We'll get to that as well. So what I wanted to do today, and this is kind of a stretch for me um, technically, so hopefully I'll pull this off. I wanted to take some snippets from Bowler's really, really good conversation with Danny Ainge on uh, about the, the changes and what's taking place and take them and talk about them with you a little bit and then get your comments in, in the comment section on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter at, at DLock09. Um, to let me know your thoughts on, on what you heard and, and the comments he's made. So that's the plan for the day. It does. It's going to take me to be good technically, which sometimes you know could be a little harder than um, others. And you'll see me kind of looking off to the side as I try to cue things up. I've gone through uh, a ton of audio in the last uh, day to be able to get that done. I want to just give a shout out before I go any further. I spent yesterday down at the Friendship Cup in St. George, um, the Levitt Charity Cup. Uh, Mark's done an amazing job with that. There was a group from Scotland. I played with a guy who was a pro at Creel, which is one of the courses out there. I played with two guys who were um, from St. Andrews and Carnoosky. So if you're golfers, those ring a bell. Really cool. Um, the Scottish people were just amazing. The Levitt family doing just remarkable work um, and huge fundraiser for prostate cancer and other health issues going on there. So uh, really a cool event. Ron Boone had me down and just a tip of the hat. So it's another one of those things where the golf world in Utah is doing uh, amazing things. So I want to give a shout out to that. Uh, met some truly wonderful people, made some lifelong friends and, uh, uh, you know, laughed a lot, had a good time, thought a lot and uh, might have even hit a golf ball too. Or might have, might have, might have, might have hit a birdie putt on nine to win a match. Um against uh, Richie Incognito, the former NFL player. So I hit the putt to win and sprinted off the green because he's really big and I didn't want him out. No, super nice guy. Had a really good time with him. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Let's get over to Danny Ainge and uh, we'll start here uh, with Ainge with Bowler uh, and the first part of what they were talking about, um, just kind of Ainge's perspective as he came in midseason and how change seemed 
necessary, inevitable, and obvious. Here, like mid-season last year, and um, so it wasn't really. This isn't really my plan. This is you know me collaborating with players, coaches, former coaches, right. uh, ownership. Um, you know, just getting a feel that we needed to make changes. That uh, this isn't something that I discerned. I feel like. Uh, watching the team play, I will say that I didn't really feel like there was a belief. Um, and then just talking to people, it didn't seem like there was a real belief in this group of guys going forward. And I'm saying as a championship caliber team, I mean, guys liked each other, guys played hard, they played for each other, but um, just everybody in, in this organization uh, believes that we needed to make changes. What's interesting about that comment is is not necessarily what Ainge said. He said something similar, you know, a few days before. So it wasn't earth shattering to hear that in any way, shape, or form. But what I do think was interesting to what Danny just said there is a question I'll ask you, and, I, and I've asked it in the in the comment section on YouTube. Do you believe, like, had the Jazz rolled a similar team back? I think it's clear we've gone through this a lot of times. That they, I think they ran around the league to try to see what they could do to alter the shape of the roster and make it so that the team would be different. And they didn't have any picks and they didn't have any money. They were fourth highest payroll in the league. So that was really impossible. And so I ask you, I'll ask you the question that I think is interesting because as I've walked around town and interacted with people, it's uh, good friend Mark the other day at the, at the Levitt Cup and a lot of other people, you know, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then it's, it's like this. And then I'll ask him now that question the other day. Was like, well, okay, well, if we had rolled the same thing back, would, it, would have you believed it could have done something dramatically different? And I think that's really what this comes down to. There's no question the effort was made to try to see what major pieces could do, but we did it on the show. Like you, it, We're not that far off. And so you can go run through all of the, the options as we did. Like we came up with Dame Lillard, which couldn't happen. Chris Depps, Przingis, Tobias Harris. Hmm. Like probably would have cost us bogey on all of them. Not sure it moved the meter. I'm sure they didn't think it moved the meter a great deal. So it's an interesting concept where, you know, he, Danny's saying like the belief issue. Let me stop with the idea of whether the players believe. That got a lot of pub and a lot of discussion. Let me ask you, what have you believed? Uh, put it, questions up in the comment section. So I'll, I'll go back and and see what you had to say, or maybe even be with you on this. Um, did you, what have you believed? Because I don't, you know, if, you, if you're not really believing the play, like, it's pretty clear. So it's, it's it, I think the more we digest where we are as a franchise, the, the change that had to be made is clear. And then the next question is like, you know, where you go. The thing that's so interesting right now to me is the rosters that sits right now is pretty good, right? You open, if we opened the season with a lineup of, of, Colin Sexton and Mike Conley in a two-guard set with Boyan Bogdanovich as our three, Lowry Markinen as our four, or Jared Vanderbilt is, I don't think Markin's great center. I actually think he's less center. He plays, he's better. But, you know, what, whichever you want, we've got a gap in the middle. You're either starting Vanderbilt. I would, you know, start Vanderbilt, um, Bogey, Markinen. Like, your bench is Malik Beasley, Jordan Clarkson, um, you know, Kessler, Udoka at center. It's got, it's got some gaps. It's not, it doesn't have 240 minutes of play, but it's, it's got, I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker can play. Um, uh, you know, Ubaji might be able to play. Like, like it's gets, like it gets, you can start playing that roster and actually win 40 some odd games. You probably 
probably could be better in Portland if you wanted to be, which is, you know, I, I think it's, I don't, I don't think our organization needs that. We talked about that before, but you know, there, there is some level, um, that's, that is what's interesting here. Um, Ainge, you know, I think the other one it's interesting here is, you know, Bowler asks Danny, you know, what should fans expect? And, and I, I think this is the essence of, of where Danny's sitting right now. And I think it's, is where a lot of fans are getting to as well. So I think the fans can expect fun and excitement, energy. Uh, I mean, I feel it in the gym already this summer. Um, there's so much enthusiasm. Um, we have youth. We have two young lottery picks or first-round picks, one lottery pick. Um, we have uh, a kid in Markinen who's had a fantastic summer this summer and just had 43 points yeah. and a big win. Taylor Horton Tucker, dynamic 21-year-old player. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about. I'm excited about this team. And, um, yeah, like I, I don't anticipate that our team is going to win as many games as, the, as we've won, but I believe that it's going to be more entertaining and more exciting basketball. This is interesting because I think there are a bunch of Jazz fans that have gotten to the same kind of point on this where they're – like originally when these trades were made, it was like, why would I come to the stadium? How would I feel it? Why would I? I, I think people are over that right now. Like there's going to, if there's young energy commitment to playing, playing hard, I, I, I'm getting the vibe from people. And I think that, yeah, I, I, I can dig in. We're getting close to the season. I can dig in. I can find out what Collins, let's find out what Collins Sexton is. Is Larry Markin about to break out? Who's Abaji? Who's Kessler? Like, what are the things we, you know, can Taylor Horton Tucker develop? Um, and, you know, we might still have Mike Jordan or Boyan um, around in some veteran roles there that, to help to help them do it. So I think it's a really interesting, I, I think it's been, I'm doing this not as necessarily, I don't think this show is necessarily a fan anal- or analysis of the, the moves. We've done that a million times. But I think Danny's touching on kind of where the fan base is getting to be and where people and how people are feeling um, about this. I do think there's a bubbling enthusiasm and there's a, there's a grasp of reality of what we, what we came from and where and what was in front of us as an organization. I mean, it's pretty interesting if you even look at the West. Like, had we rolled it back, where do you put us? Right? Like, Min- I guess Minnesota wouldn't be as good because they wouldn't have Rudy. But it's, it's pretty amazing that we're going to see predictions this year where Minnesota with Rudy's in the playing game. They're wrong. Minnesota will, could very well be a home court team. And I think Denver, and, or I think Minnesota wins the Midwest, but I think Denver could be right there too. The, um, what are we, the Northwest, not the Midwest. Um, but I think that, uh, so I think they're wrong. I think Houston, Minnesota, but that means that Dallas is a play-in team. Like at that point. Like, if Minnesota's not, Dallas probably is. And if Dallas isn't, then Denver is if Minnesota's not. It's pretty crazy um, of where it all sits. It is Locked on Jazz today. Uh, We'll hear more from Ainge. Um, I got Ainge a little bit more on kind of a really, really honest comment about how he views where our franchise was. And you can tell that they've upped the ante of what they're trying to get done than what we've done in a long time. Um, And then we'll hear about what uh, Danny thinks on the new players. Uh, as well. Today's show brought to you by my friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. So if you're in any of those three locations and you're looking for a car right now, feel free to hit me up at dlock09 at gmail.com. We'll get you the VIP experience. Why Hyundai? To me, that's actually pretty simple. The reason for why Hyundai is because if you do the research, as I did uh, a while ago, you'll find out that... uh, for the dollar, you get more bells, more whistles, more safety, more features, more 
more fabulousness. Um, and that's why we've bought two Santa Fe's. Uh, we bought them both for our kids uh, when they uh, started driving. Because I don't know about you, but my kids weren't... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They weren't uh, good. So we wanted every safety feature we could imagine, everything we could get um, for them. And then in addition to that... Uh, they now have the new Ionic, which we just picked up, which is absolutely fabulous. There is a waiting list on that, as there are in a bunch of cars right now. But as the Murdochs have been throughout this period of time, they're not going to charge you more than MSRP. They're not going to um, gouge you, as, as Blake says. We're not going to take advantage of a circumstance and change the way it feels to go around town, go to church, go to the grocery store, be around. Uh, as the Murdochs are a part of our community. So uh, it's all... Available for you at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also in Logan and in Linden. Please uh, feel free to email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. I want to make sure that we get you uh, the VIP experience. Today's show is also brought to you by Summit Cap. It's an interesting group. It's a local investment group made of successful business operators. Matt and Jeff and David, they actually invested as well in Locked On and were great to deal with. The biggest thing I can tell you that's different between them and maybe some VC groups, there's no artificial timeline. They didn't come in and have nothing and act like they knew our business. They came in and listened and asked great questions. And that's what was most enjoyable for me. What they're looking for is someone who works in a company right now and maybe the ownership group is, is on their last stages. They're not willing to make the advancements right now. They're looking for their exit. But you as someone in the company or you know someone who's in the company who has all the expertise and can and vault it to brand new heights. They want to come in, help you out, give you the equity that you need, give you the capital that you need to have the equity in the company and work with you to take that company to new heights. The owners uh, win because they sell out and you win because you are got the backing of Summit Cap. So that's what Summit Cap's looking for. If you know someone who fits that Contact Matt at 801-796-2033. That's 801-796-2033. Email LockedOnJazz at SummitCapUtah.com. Click on SummitCapUtah.com. That's SummitCapUtah.com. Matt's number again, 801-796-2033. And as always, if that was too fast, you can hit me up on as well. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day, your team every day. It is a Locked On podcast network for your second listen. Make Locked On NBA Big Board a habit. Those guys are doing a great job getting ready for the college basketball season and the NBA draft. They do super work um, for you as well. If you're an NFL fan, Peacock and Williamson, absolutely terrific. All right, let's get to more Ainge. Uh, This was really probably the most newsworthy comment that he made in the conversation with Bowler. Again, this is available on YouTube at, uh, on the Utah Jazz YouTube account, which if you have not followed and subscribed to, is really good. This is the most, you know, first he, he, he talks about kind of the confidence in what they're doing, which is nice to see. And then the next one he does, he takes this like comment that's 100% truthful, 100% accurate. And I still think every Jazz fan probably saw it was like, oh. And then you pause and you're like, wow, what this means is that they are taking the standard of excellence and even vaulting it further of what they're shooting for. And so, because, um, and so here, here I, I'm really interested to hear what you think about his comment uh, that Danny makes here about halfway through about the last 15 years with the Jazz. Good organization here, well established organization, and some smart people, I think, running the, the top of this organization. And I just think that. Everybody feels like change needed to happen, and um, and so I, I think that I'm enthusiastic about that. I think it's really fun, and um, most people I, I I run into on the street feel like it's 
they're excited for the upcoming year. And I mean, the reality is, is, is we've had 16 years of, I wouldn't, it's better than mediocrity for mm-hmm. sure at times in the last 16 years, but at the same time, it really hasn't been championship caliber basketball. And, um, um, 16 years without re- finished getting past the second round of the playoffs, right. I think is not what any of us want. And so the change is just, okay, here we are with veteran team, um, had been all in right. on this veteran team. I think Dennis Lindsay has done a fantastic job in this organization as did Quinn Snyder. And, um, but I just think it's, it's, we're starting over. Well, Everything he just said is 100% accurate. And I, I, maybe I'm the only one. Like 16 years of like above me. Oh, it feels like that's been, like I've been a large part of all those. But he's right. He's right. We've, we haven't gotten out of the second round in 16 years. Now, I, I've always said your goal is to be in the final four of your conference. To build a roster that can regularly be in the final four in the conference. And then it's such a crapshoot. The fact is we weren't doing that as much as we wanted to do either. But... That's always what I've said. Now, the other goal would be, let's get to the Final Four overall. And it's less of a crapshoot, right? Like, if you're in that position and you're in the Final Four overall, then, you, then, you're, then you're kind of, you're right there. Right there. But uh, I've always said your goal should be in the Final Four of your conference because then who knows what happens. Ball bounces. Conley shot goes in. Uh, that wasn't in the Final Four. That was in the first round. But you understand what I'm saying. It just, you know, Derek Fisher's shot does or doesn't go in. It, it, the margin gets so slim at that point. You, at least you're giving yourself a shot. But Ainge is saying, let's take, like, take, let's take it higher. Like, let's not be all right with 16 years of not making a, a conference finals. I mean, he just put a very high standard on what they're trying to execute here for himself. Publicly, which is neat. So it's really neat to see um, on that. All right, let's hear what, uh, I want your comments on that. Uh, feel free to hit me up at dlock 9 at gmail.com. I'll be honest. I heard that the first time. I was like, whoa. And I stopped and I thought about it. I was like, okay, 100% true. 100% true. And then I kind of walked myself back. Like, you know, how many times do we really have, do we have a shot? Like, how many times were we really going to win it? And, you know, t- some of it is that, you know, I would say probably Darren at his peak in that stretch was the player who probably was the most dominating or dominant at his peak. Like, one of the two. And then, you know, but... But you've got to have one of those really, really special dudes. Like, Boston got to the finals this year because Jason Tatum was one of the top five players in the league for a while. Like, that's why you get in. Like, Philadelphia is being discounted right now, but they have Joel Embiid. they got a shot to win the East next year because they have Joel Embiid. And if Harden's anywhere close, then they certainly have a shot, right? Because you have to have one of those guys. You just really do. And we, you know, our two guys, as great as they are, and I love both of them, neither of them was all NBA last year. Now, neither of them had a great year last year, but the fact that Donovan and Rudy were not all NBA last year, pretty telling. I actually could make an argument. This is kind of a, maybe not true, maybe being a little bit of an extremist, but there was a moment last year where I held a dinner conversation and we hold kind of, this is, you know, you'll hold dinner conversations you don't think are entirely accurate because you've had dinner with some of these people or maybe on a lunch conversation, you know, for the 60th time of the year and you're trying to incite some sort of good conversation where I actually wondered if Donovan would have, was ever going to make the all-star team again in the Western Conference. This was last year. And my thought was Clay's coming back, Kawhi's coming back, Paul George is coming back, Anthony Edwards is emerging, John Morant's a perennial now. Like, like it starts to get hard. Like making the all-star game is really, really hard. And so 
you know, I think it was right after All-Star Game where we, like Donovan was, it felt like Donovan was going to make it, but it was a little bit on edge, and then he doesn't make All-NBA. Like, is Donovan going to be All-NBA again? I mean, that's even harder, right? That's not, that's top 15 players in the NBA. But if you don't have an All-NBA player, you're not really competing for a championship. Right? I think that's, and I think we all, as much as I love Rudy, like Rudy, Rudy's not carrying you a championship by himself. I, I've, I've said this all the time. I think he's one of the five most impactful players in the league. Impactful, but like, does that mean you actually can carry your team to a championship? Probably not. So it's interesting. All right, he, uh, some interesting comments uh, from Danny on the new players as we try to look forward a little bit. We're not doing a great job of that all the time on this show these days is trying to look forward to where, you know, what's coming and start to dig in, but we will soon enough because the season is right on uh, our heel, like weeks away from content day and exciting stuff of that nature. So here is Ainge on Colin Sexton. An, an amazing work ethic. I remember the first time I heard about Colin when I was in Boston was when he you know, almost won a game with a three-on-five <laughs> after a few of his players had been ejected. It was a right. miraculous game by Colin. But um, Colin is just a tough kid. But that, that kind of epitomizes who he is, that three-on-five. Like, you don't give up. Here's the crazy adversity in the middle of a game, and, and he found a way to thrive in the middle of that. But he's coming off a knee injury last year but uh, he's 23 years old he's had uh, he's averaging 20 points a game in his early career um, but just a an energetic enthusiastic great teammate great work ethic kid that uh, we're really excited to have so that was on Sexton here's what he had to say about Lowry Markkinen who is having you know, the much-talked-about uh, Euro League with Finland before it came to an end. Here's what he had to say. Had a breakout summer, and, uh, you know, some of it is playing with his Finnish national team. That's different than playing yeah. with NBA stars. You know, he's clearly the best player on that team, but he's beating teams of better players or that have yeah. had better NBA careers than him. And um, But he's really coming into his own. We're seeing things in him, uh, you know, grabbing rebounds and going coast-to-coast coast with the dribble and... Those are things you haven't really seen at a, at a Lowry yet. And so we're excited about his future. Seven-footer can shoot the three. Uh, pretty impressive uh, to, you know, base to start with if he starts to add other aspects to his game. And maybe this is the opportunity to do it. And here's pick what Danny said about Abaji. Most of our scouts as well. He was a lottery pick by Cleveland. But um, he was a big part of this trade. He has a big upside. He's um, you know top college player in first team all-american last year a national champion six foot six wing players we're all looking for wing players and versatile players but uh, he really came just continued to improve he's had great college coaching coach self at kansas and he's gotten better every year and um, he's a shooter shot over 40 percent from the three-point line and he's a 6'6 athlete that is a pretty complete player and we're excited about him so that's Danny Ainge with Craig Bullerjack. If you want that entire conversation, there's much more to it um, than what I shared with you today. It is available for you on YouTube uh, under the Utah Jazz account. They're doing some great content. The Jazz just really have upped the amount of content they're providing for you. It's really, it's really terrific. All right, uh, we'll try to hear from Colin Sexton and Abaji about Will Hardy. Hear a little bit from Donovan Mitchell, uh, if we have time, uh, as well, from a comment he made. It, uh, just a quick one from Brian Winhorse. We're just packing the show with content today. Uh, there's just so much out there uh, right now. It's kind of all kind of exciting and fun to have all this uh, in the middle of in the middle of uh, September. Today's show is brought to you by Built 
bar. All the exciting stuff going on at Built. Uh, the granola berry bars are out now. The brand new ones, white chocolate blueberry, white chocolate berry, both available for you on the granola bar front, along with the coconut chocolate and the chocolate peanut butter granola bars available for you. The puffs are still there. The cookie dough chunk puff still kicking it. 160 calories, 15 grams of protein and eight grams of sugar. Plus the, all the regular great bar with oh, the brownie batter. It's 140 calories, 17 grams of Collagen-infused puff. The collagen protein, easier to digest, quicker to your muscles uh, for you. Seven grams of just seven grams of sugar and all the regular bars as well. The promo code LOCKEDON15. LOCKEDON15 gets you 15% off on all of your orders. So make sure you jump on and grab that right now. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at betonline.net, wherever you can get your latest news, sports, information, podcasts, and the rest. All of the different lines that are going on right now at Bet Online. The NFL season is underway. Chargers and Chiefs tonight should be a good one. The Chiefs are a four-point favorite after Patrick Mahomes' awesome outing. Always love to see the line on what your survivor pool should be. There's a double-digit line this week. It's the Rams at 10.5 over the Falcons. There's also the Broncos at 10 over the Texans, as long as they don't need to call a timeout. Two Monday night uh, games. Uh, is that right this week? We had a bunch of weird... We have a Monday night and a Tuesday night game this week. It's kind of weird. Didn't know that. Uh, thought didn't know that happened. That's weird. I'm out of touch. Uh, Packers and uh, Bears are 10-point line, as are Buffalo and Tennessee. So a bunch of different things at Bet Online on your lines. The basketball NBA futures and team wins is up for you as well. All 30 teams are up right now, so they aren't pulling anyone else. The Utah Jazz over-under sitting right now at 26 The Spurs are at 24.5. The Magic at 26. The Thunder at 23.5 on the bottom end. The Lakers, just out of interest, are at 45.5. And those Knicks, who didn't need to make the deal for Donovan, are at 39.5. Oh, dagger. That's all at betonline.net. Thanks so much for tuning in to Locked On Jazz today. We have uh, for you two NFL special shows. The NFL Prediction Show, we take the five games will be on national television. So the three Fox CBS games, the NBC Sunday night and Monday night, we run through them with our crossovers of our hosts. We get betting experts on them as well. It's all available for you in Lockdown NFL on YouTube. It's kind of a great show. Uh, so make sure you grab that. Plus, each of our local experts will give you a breakdown of all the most important uh, keys to all the games for the NFL weekend with game to game. Uh, and a recap on Sundays as well. So Lockdown NFL on YouTube's got a bunch of great stuff. All right, here's what Donovan said to Brian Windhorst of ESPN yesterday. Thought this was the only interesting comment. This was his reaction to the Royce O'Neal trade. But what's interesting is Donovan, I can't tell from this comment of whether Donovan's saying he went to the front office and said, don't trade me and the big guy. We want another run at it. Or whether it was just talking to Royce. I can't tell, but it's a pretty interesting comment. Um, you know, and obviously you you had your, your monumental moment. I was shocked as well, yeah. I would say. <laughs> um, Especially to, to to trade Royce and then to just get back a draft pick when, you know, after the season ended, we we had spoke. You know, we talked about like not trading Rudy or you know, we I said like let's 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 try and do this. You know, as a group and you know make changes if if need be, but not not myself or, or big fella. You know, let's just run it back and you know obviously they went the direction they went and you know when Royce got traded, he called me. It was that was a tough one. Um, because I didn't know what, what was happening, you know, and then that happened and you, you lose your best friend on the team. Not even just a best friend, but a best friend in life. Um, but that was very interesting. And, you know, from that, I pretty much just set up, you know, the rest of the summer. 
So it's an interesting comment by Don in the sense that I don't know what he meant there. I, I don't I don't quite have whether he's saying that he went to the front office and said that. And if he did, I don't know what I would react to. I mean, Don is is the great kid and he was wonderful. He didn't have a great year last year. And like it would I don't know how I would react if I was the front office and Don was coming back to me and saying, Hey, let's run this back after we kinda like dogged out like the like we didn't have any juice all year. We were looking for the spark all year. We didn't play with a lot of belief, but let's run it back. Like um it's interesting. Like you sometimes wonder, like, well, is the comfort zone so good for you that you want to run it back because it's so easy? Like it's just not hard. Um, or do you want to run it back because you just realize what opportunity you missed? That would be a really hard call for me to try to figure out if I was the front office on what he said. But I can't tell actually from the way he said that of whether or not he's actually just talking about talking to Royce. So you know, I guess I'll have to find out. But it's not, and, and, and it's interesting because I'm not sure that it. Um, you know, I'm not, there's a lot of different murmurs out there. I'm not sure the idea that Don came and said, let's run it back, matches all of those. So it might have been just a conversation with Royce. Um, it, it's not clear to me in that conversation. But Don's in Cleveland. He's, he's going to be, you know, let's root for him um, in every way, shape, or form. And hopefully that works out for him. I think that's going to, I think these are going to be fascinating mixes. I'll do a show coming up here on, on, on what I think about how these guys are all going to do in Minnesota and Cleveland and what I think these seasons will be. Uh, let's move forward again, kind of looking ahead. Here's Colin Sexton and Abaji on the, uh, again, at Utah Jazz on YouTube. And they were talking about Will Hardy. And this is the first time we've heard anyone kind of talk about what Will Hardy's coaching is like. So I wanted to let you have an opportunity to hear that. Yesterday, we was able to catch up. Um, and he's understanding that we're going to be young, but he also understands like. Um, it's going to be fun, and I can't wait to just be coached by him just because his energy and how he, he talks to us and how he's so uplifted and how he's like he has high spirits each and every day. It's early in the morning. He's, how you doing, how you doing? It's definitely cool, and that rubs off on, on everybody in the building as well. It's kind of going off that, that energy, and um, that kind of motivates us as players, you know, seeing a new coach come in, want to work so hard for him and um, just get him established in the league too as a head coach. So interesting to hear. We've not heard much about Will. Uh, I got an opportunity. Uh, we had a broadcast retreat. Will Hardy was nice enough to come visit. We spent about 35, 40 minutes with him. Had a really fascinating conversation about, you know, everything from how his career got started to his experiences with Pop to what his philosophies are. Guy wants to win. Guy wants to play hard. Guy's got standards. It was very clear. Um, it was off the record, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to hold the confidentiality that, that that has and not, you know, this was not an opportunity for me to come on the show and share a bunch to you about Will Hardy. I will tell you I was impressed um, that the fire was obvious. Um, the clarity of his thinking was obvious. Um, and that was really cool to see. Um, and then, you know, uh, fun story. Seems like he'll be really, you know, I think in, when you talk about he, 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 he's talked to us in the media about a lot about connecting with players and, and that type of connection. That, that was obvious to me. Like he's, his clarity of thinking and his, his intelligence and his passion will come through and which is all authentic will come through to the players very clearly. And so um, it was clear to me that if, if that's his primary goal is to, you know, those connections that he talked about and he wants to make with the players, he'll be able to do that um, at a very high level with these guys and he'll do it quickly uh, because of that. You can feel it. Like there's just a, there's a willingness of himself to give and, and therefore there's a willingness for him to listen and take. And when that happens, then people, start to connect. You don't actually have a choice. If you have someone who has a willingness to listen uh, and willingness to take, um, and, and they're also giving it's, if you're suddenly only one giving and they're not giving also, then you you'll put your wall up. Like, eh, I'm not so sure what's going on here, but if you're willing to, if someone's willing to listen and take, that makes you feel great. And if they're also willing to give, 
And so they're entrusting you enough to know about them. That works. And I think you'll, you'll, I can feel that out of him. That's just a bigger philosophy thing on life. All right, just getting deep. All right, it is Locked on Jazz. Thanks so much. We'll do a Friday. I love Ask LOJ. You guys have been so great. So I'll throw out a few Ask LOJ tweets today. Uh, answer our questions over in the chat room in the comment before you go today. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll have a Friday show for you tomorrow. We're getting close, people. We're getting close. It's exciting. Talk to you soon.